Welcome to the Be Brave podcast, where ordinary, badass, brave women speak their stories of courage and strength. We hope that by hearing the struggles and successes of women just like you, it will help you be brave. Please note that the Be Brave podcast does cover adult topics that include overcoming adversity in areas of sexual abuse, addiction, depression, and other difficult experiences. Kathy Perry. She is very yin and yang. She is a speaker on personal growth and self-empowerment topics, sharing her own story of turning personal tragedy into triumph with simple steps to transformation. Kathy is a co-author in Stepping Stones to Success with Deepak Chopra and Jack Canfield, among others. Kathy has been trained on many energy healing modalities and is also a Certified Access Consciousness Bars Practitioner and Certified Access Energy Facelift Practitioner, which I'm glad I only have to say once. (laughs) Kathy is also a nationally known social media and Facebook advertising consultant, was a featured expert on the Small Business Advocate radio show for 10 years. Kathy is known for taking the eek out of geek. I love that, Kathy. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much, Kathy. I was so impressed reading your bio and so excited to meet you here. Kara and I always read a quote to our guest. Um, We're going to change our quote up today for the first time. I read this quote in an amazing book that's changed my life. It's called Between Two Kingdoms. And Sulika, I hope I say her name right, Sulika Jawad, Jawad is the author, and she's so creative and such an amazing author. But the, the quote is this. The power of story is to heal and to sustain. And if we are brave enough to tell our own story, we realize we're not alone again and again. So Kathy, thank you so much for being brave to share your story with us today so that people, our listeners will know they're not alone. That's why Karen and I do this. I believe in the power of story and sharing stories because that is how we heal. It is. And and you had such a tragedy You lost your husband 15 years ago, and you've been going through a transformation of thinking about, you know, from we to me, you know, there's many people that are in that same situation, whether it's a loss of a spouse or partner in that way. So can you please share with us like how you lost your husband and what that transformation has been like for you? Uh, Absolutely. Um, We were married 39 years. So it it was, uh, you know, to the the same person, you know, when I went in to um, get social security and the lady was in shock. She hasn't had anybody come in with only, she said, you mean that's the same husband and the same children for the same father? (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, yeah. (laughs) Wow. Why is that so hard to believe? Because they don't have that very often. (laughs) Apparently. It's it's probably rare for people to sustain a marriage for 39 years and not have been married before, I guess, right? Absolutely. So, um, but, you know, we 
we were just enjoying life. And uh, we had actually gone for a bike ride earlier in the day. And he had said, you know, I'm not feeling well. I think I'm going to take it easy and rest this afternoon. So he was resting. And then I fixed dinner. We were eating dinner. And as we were eating dinner, he coughed and choked. And as he did that, he went into full cardiac arrest. And and I re- ran to grab him because he was falling off the chair and we both fell to the floor together. And by the time he hit the floor, he was pretty blue. And I was like, oh my God. And so I'm calling 911. I'm screaming. I'm hysterical. It was a very, very traumatic thing for me to experience. I will tell you that. Oh my goodness. Of course it was. Oh God, Kathy. You know, the uh, paramedics got there. They worked on him. Um, they got a faint pulse. They, you know, did the paddles more than one time to bring him back. And he was still alive on the way to the hospital, but on the way to the hospital, he passed. And it was even the, the drive to the hospital trying to follow the ambulance got crazy. It was raining. My girlfriend came over and she was driving and we couldn't keep up. And then They told us where they were going to take him. They were going to take him to Tampa General. And that because of their heart, you know, ability there, it's a bigger hospital. And they felt like, you know, for somebody with a heart situation, that would be the best hospital to take them. And then, but because he passed on the way to the hospital, then they have to take him to the closest hospital which was a different hospital, which we didn't know. Oh, You know, it was a much smaller location. Um, And I think it was in, I can't even remember, but it was kind of like in Temple Terrace or something. So Kathy, I just want to get this straight. You're following the ambulance to Tampa General, one hospital. You can't keep up. You have no idea what's going on in the ambulance. You don't know that your husband's passed. Right. They've because of that, they take him to a different hospital. I'm imagining you're you and your girlfriend are still headed to Tampa General. We we did. Right. Okay. Got it. And we went running in and we're going, you know, okay, where is you know my husband? He was just brought in by ambulance. And they said, uh, no, there was no ambulance. And I was oh like, Oh my God. Oh God. I said we were following the ambulance, but we lost them. And and they said, well, what color was the ambulance? And I said, I have no idea what color the ambulance was. <laughs> oh, God. It was nighttime. You know? It had red flashing lights. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so they got on the radio and they found out where they transferred him and they told us. And so, you know, and actually, the so we had trouble finding it. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't even know where this is. But we, um, we were en route. And the funniest thing was friends of mine who I tried to reach to tell them what was going on, they were also, they also ran to Tampa General Hospital and they ran in and did the same thing I did. And um, so we all ended up at the right hospital. But by the time I got to that hospital, then, you know, the, the doctor came out and talked to me and said, I'm sorry, he's already gone. And so, I mean, it was, it was traumatic. I, I was just like, couldn't imagine that that was what was happening. You know, it's, uh, and everything you witnessed, you witnessed so much, like in such a short time, like just the emotional trauma. The emotion of that is, it's a lot, it's a lot to heal. Yes. 
Yeah, because it's happening all at once. And all you're doing is just trying to survive that moment and yeah. get to where you need to be. And I don't think you even have time to process. You're just going. You, you are. You are. And then um, the the next most tragic, difficult part of that was letting my children know. And, um, you know, I, I still have a hard time with that because of their pain. You know, that was yeah. that was probably the most difficult, difficult day in my life. Um, and and actually, you know, people talk about the cords. You know, we, we have attachments to people, especially when you've been with somebody a long time. And I mean, literally, the energy cords were ripped out of my heart and I was in pain, physical pain. I felt the energy cords being ripped out of my heart when he died. And it was probably one of the most difficult days of my life, you know, and I I just wasn't sure I was going to survive. Uh, you know what? I think that is a great way to describe it. Like energy cords, like you are linked to this person yeah, and you have energy with this person and you're right. It was ripped from you like suddenly. Yeah, it was. So, you know, after that, I really immersed myself in energy healing work to heal me. You know, I, I really wasn't planning on getting certified in anything or doing anything with it. I just really was trying to do something to ease the pain that I was experiencing. And so I took, I got trained on so many different modalities, <laughs> you name it, I did it. <laughs> if there was a class, I took it. Because I was like, yeah, I got to do this. And, you know, from matrix uh, uh, energetics to quantum entrainment to flower of life to Qigong to you, you name it. I was taking a class on, on something to heal me. And it, it took about it took me several months where I when I finally got to peace in my heart. And I, when you're not at peace, I couldn't function like work well. I couldn't, my creativity was gone. I just didn't have anything. Uh, you know, I was having a hard time wanting to be around, mm -hmm. you know, Kathy, what, how did you know, how, like, what did it feel like when you had peace in your heart? What was this shift for you? It was a physical shift. I mean, uh, you know, because there had been so much pain and trauma and my body was just feeling it. And then finally, it just went, shoo, you know, just all this, it was gone. And I was at peace. And, and then once I got to that place, then I could start rebuilding my life. And I, my creativity came back on uh, my, my zest for living came back. You know, it was, it was very interesting as an observer of my life and looking back to see what happened to me, because truly it was a struggle, um, you know, and, and there was more trauma than just the fact that he died. We were, I mean, I was in a financial mess. I lost everything. I mean, I was, <laughs> people were coming after me. I was like, ah, wow. <laughs> wow. You know, so I really was starting from zero, round zero. I had to start over and figure out, okay, how am I going to live this life? And what am I going to do? So good for you, Kathy. Good for you. Any one of those things 
takes people down for right sometimes ever right yeah and so it was it was definitely uh, quite a journey to go through that and you know but I I want to back up a minute and say the the year that he passed earlier in that year I had written my first book. And it was all about how our thoughts and emotions create our reality. Wow. And I, you know, at the time I was just writing this book, I was in a project, you know what I mean? I was just getting information and, you know, downloads and writing. And afterwards I thought, wow, I wrote this book for me. Right. I had to keep, keep telling myself, read your own book. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, you know, I I couldn't succumb to the depression and the pain and stay there because I wrote a book about it. And I know what, you know, your thoughts and emotions can do for you and how it creates your reality in your life. And I was like, oh, you really have to pull yourself out of this. And had I not done that book, it might've been a different story. You know what I mean? But because I knew that I could make a difference in my own life, I had to work on that. Can you share the book's name with our listeners? Yes. It's called Reality TV and You. And I view it as we're all in a reality TV show. (laughs) We just don't all have a camera crew following us around. (laughs) It's called Life. And it's reality. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And it is available for free on my website as a free, free download. Um, just, you know, it's just for fun to, it, you know, it was, it was written back in the day when reality TV was just coming on. Now it's everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Half the stuff out there is reality TV. <laughs> it, it totally is. And, you know, if we think about that, all that is, is life, right? They're just filming life. Right. And that is what we're doing. We're living a reality TV show. And so when I realized that we had the the ability to write our own script and to create it from a different standpoint with our own thoughts and emotions, I knew I had to do something. And that's the other reason why I immersed myself in energy healing work. I took every class I could instead of staying at home and going into the the depression, you know, and staying into the depression. I had to, I had to take action. I couldn't just sit back and say, oh my gosh, you know, I'm like, my life is over now. You know what I mean? I had to figure out what am I going to do? How am I going to live? How am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to do all this? You know? And so what I'm hearing, Kathy, you say is maybe what what's different than what some people do is they might go to a healing practitioner right. and get a treatment. And you said, no, I'm not going to go to a healing practitioner and get a treatment. I'm going to go take a course and learn how to become a healing practitioner so I could heal myself. And that's that's how you helped yourself transform is, is, yeah. is what I'm understanding. That's awesome. Well, the way I look at it is uh, the more tools I have for living this life, the easier my life will be. So I looked at it as I'll learn another tool. I'll learn how to do this. I'll learn this one. I'll see what does this one do? You know, I'm, I'm not one to, I, I don't believe that 
there's that I could go through a drive through version <laughs> and <laughs> one time you're done. You know what you're I mean? Right. I, I, I'm just not a proponent of that um, methodology. And I think that you have to put effort into change. And so I decided that I needed to focus on me and I, the best, because I already was doing some, I'll say some um, basic energy work before he passed. I was doing EFT, emotional freedom technique. I was doing um, the work. I was doing um, the Sedona method. I was trying different things. And, and I would, and the reason I was dabbling in that was because I had been in a car accident years before and I had a problem with TMJ. And I thought, I wonder if one of these can help that. You know what I mean? And I, I had success with EFT with that. And so I, I knew that tool. And, and that's probably why I wrote that first book is realizing that, you know, and that was about the same time the law of attraction came out the movie, The Secret, <laughs> which is about the law of attraction. So I decided, well, I'll write a law of attraction book. And that's when I wrote my book. So I really understood that part of life before he passed. And it's just, but you're in such trauma, you have to really make an effort to pull yourself out of it. Otherwise, you can slip right down that slide into a deep depression. And it's very difficult to get out. And so I, I did not use medication. I didn't just go to, you know, one person to try and get help. Uh, I went to every class I could to learn the tools myself. And I tried everything, you know what I mean? I, I think I was trained on like 10 different modalities, <laughs> you know, and, and I was using them all of like something's got to give, you know, something's got to help me here. But it did take about nine months. And when I finally, I mean, it was just like, uh, you know, this release, I finally got to peace. And when I got to peace, I then could begin to rebuild my life and my business. Kathy, do you still get find yourself getting sucked back into some of that, like on the edge of the depression? Like where you, even though you've found peace, I imagine it's, there's still tough days. And how do you keep yourself out of the, out of the rabbit hole? Absolutely. You can uh, have situations happen in your life where it'll create stress and that can cause you to slip. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And that's why I said it's important to have tools. And I use these tools in my life all the time, daily. I have a daily practice. I don't, it isn't like a one and done thing um, because there's always energy coming at us. And through all the training that I had, that was the one thing that I learned is that energy is constantly bombarding us other people's energy, the collective consciousness energy, whatever kind of energy is hitting us. It could be a, a friend or a neighbor who's in a bad mood, but their energy hits our field. And so I wanted to have tools to protect my field so that I don't absorb what they had. 
I'll give you a perfect example. A number of years after my husband passed, my mother uh, was ill and I was helping to take care of her. And when I would walk into the house, I could feel her pain body energy. It would hit my energy field and I would feel that pain. And I had to use tools to make sure that I protected myself so I didn't take on her pain and say, oh, it's my pain. Just because we feel it doesn't mean it belongs to us. Right. And so when I learned all of those different um, techniques and information about energy and how it works, I could better protect my field. But, you know, getting to your point, Patty, about, you know, what do you do if you fall back into, I'll say, a dark place? is you have to use tools to get yourself out of it. And because I have so many and I've been trained, you know, I and I didn't just read one book and put it away. I have a daily practice so that I know I can grab any tool I need to help me. And when I'm talking about tools, I'm talking about you know, maybe EFT or access consciousness or, or matrix or quantum entrainment or one of the tools that I learned, I know how to use it and to protect myself. Now, I'd like to touch on that a little bit more with your health. You know, you, you talking about the energy that you felt when you walked into your mom's place and it was her pain energy and you feeling pain. And that's very specific. And I think you can be that specific because of your awareness and the modalities that you learned. And there could be people listening to this and saying, well, you know, how am I supposed to know? I think simply, even if you don't have all these modalities, you, you can notice when you get into a situation, how you change either physically or emotionally, your energy level goes down. So if you could speak to that a little bit, just more, more peripherally, please. Yeah. And on piggyback to that, Kathy, if you would speak to that and then give maybe one simple tool that people could use. Absolutely. And I'll tell you a perfect example, and it happens to everybody. All of a sudden, you're fine, you're doing good, and you could be driving your car down the road, and all of a sudden, you get this headache. It's like, I didn't have a headache before. What's How did I get this headache? You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, you're aware that you have this headache. You could have gotten that headache because somebody in the car next to you is having a problem and you, yeah, their energy field bumped against your energy field and you felt that. You don't think it's your, theirs. You, because you feel it, sometimes you say, oh, I have a headache. Well, when you say that, you own it. So what I say is when I get that headache, I'm going, who does this belong to? It's not mine. I love that. Right? I didn't have it. I didn't have it a minute ago. Where did this come from? Who does this belong to? And I return it to source for transmutation or I return it to sender. I like that. You know, and so you can, that's a simple, simple tool that I use all the time because it happens all the time to us. We we will all of a sudden feel a pain we didn't have before. So in the example of your mom, you walk into the room, you feel her physical pain, you give it back to her. I give it back to her because it's not mine. I don't, I don't have to own it. And then you can help her, her from a different place. 
but the thing is, once we say, I have this, mm-hmm. then we own it. We're, it's, it's already in our field. Okay. We've owned it. So then I use different tools to get rid of it. Ah, okay. okay. Because I recognize when it's not mine, but if there are times that we forget and we think, oh, I have this, you know, this headache. Well, if I say I have that headache and it starts to, then I, you know, what do we do? We go and get a, an ibuprofen or Tylenol, right? Well, what I want to do is I'll use EFT tapping and say, you know, to try and get rid of that headache. I'm going to use another tool because once it's already in my field, I have to use a different energy tool to get rid of it. So I have tools that I use before it comes into my field and me saying, ah, it's not mine. I'm returning to sender or I'm returning it to source for transmutation, you know, and by doing that, I protect myself a lot, but it isn't necessarily the only thing, you know, because we forget, we have been programmed to think if we feel it, it must belong to us. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. 90% of all of the, those feelings that hit our field, our energy field, aren't even ours. They belong to other people around us. And so I, I, that was probably one of the best um, lessons I learned when I was taking all this training is like, oh, okay. I didn't know that. Fascinating. Where do we learn that? Right. We don't learn that. We don't. There's nowhere to learn that. No, if we have a physical ailment, it must be that ours. What do they, what do they want us to do? Take a pill. Right. Go to the doctor, take a pill, Go to the right. doctor. <laughs> take a pill. So I, I, re, I immediately use energy tools to help me in all of those situations. It's kind of fun to think about feelings as energy because then you can not own it. Right. It's, it's a really cool concept to separate yourself from the feeling. Right. And call it energy. That's a little, it's easier to deal with almost. Yes. And this isn't me. This is just, this is a part of, I mean, if it is mine, it's a part of me. It doesn't define me. It's a part of me. So let me take a look at that part and see what's going on. Right on, Kara. And absolutely. And you can, you can deal with it whatever way you need to at that time. And, you know, so many people don't understand energy at all anyway. Um, And so I used to do demonstrations to groups uh, with dowsing rods and show how different things, even the energy of a word affects your field, your energy field. And I would have different people in the audience stand up and hold a word and one word would say love and another word would say hate, okay? I had these cards and I would have them. They didn't see it. They didn't know what it was. And I would test their energy field before they put held the card. And when we did the, the hate card, their energy field would collapse to try and protect them. But if I had them hold the love card, their energy field would expand because it's putting a, a barrier further out. Wow. And then we tested words and food and how they affect us and all different types of things that you can test with these rods that you're holding. And 
I mean, and, and they're, they're moving, I'm not doing it. You know what I mean? And so when you demonstrate that it shows people the power of energy. And I, I had a situation where I wanted to demonstrate this further. And then I was speaking as a keynote speaker at an event. And so I took, I wanted them to understand not only do your words affect you, but your words affect other people. And you are sending energy to other people with your words, either positive or negative. Yeah. Okay. And, and they get entangled. And so I had balls of yarn, brightly colored balls of yarn. And I had different people in the audience with balls of yarn. And I said, okay, when I'm talking about these energy, I'll call them energy cords or energy bombs, however you want to call them, when people are speaking about you and saying, oh, you know, it could be a negative thing they're saying, or it could be a positive thing. But we started throwing the balls back and forth from the audience to from me throwing out. And we had yarn everywhere. It was all okay. <laughs> and But that is what happens with our energy fields. We have so much entanglement from other people based on their energy that they're throwing at me, right? Or to me, or if I am throwing it to somebody because I'm speaking about someone. It's so important to watch what we say and how we say it because it affects people. And and then um, another tool that I used after that illustration is, okay, so we have all these energy cords going to us and from us, right? So I wanted to illustrate, what do we do about that? And so I received a message that in my talk, I should talk about Edward Scissorhands <laughs> and how we can, we can cut those cords. And so it, but it's, it's taking an action to say, I want to cut all those cords to me or from me that are not for my highest dreams and visions or not for my highest best. Okay. So we have a choice. Yes to help us un, uh, entangle ourselves from those cords and attachments from other people. I love that. Patty has introduced me to a saying that is hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. And if someone hurts you physically or, or verbally, emotionally, whatever, just for me, just saying that, puts it into perspective and it kind of gives it back to them. Like, you know what? This isn't about me. It's about them. So now I don't have to feel like crap because it's their pain. Yeah. It's their pain. I'm going to give it right back to them. So I don't like, like not give it to them, like hurt them back. I'm just going to let them have their hurt and walk away. Absolutely. And one of the things in my um, book that I talked about was the mirror factor is that, uh, and I look at that as a tool when we look at every situation as a mirror back to us, it's either something we can learn about ourselves or we can learn about them. But that mirror shows us a lot. Mm -hmm. And I look at that as much more than just self-reflection, but also seeing their pain. Yeah, it's a good way to look at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this has been really amazing. 
just to have you share your journey and energy transformation. And I love how you're a social media expert and uh, so such an expert in energy. That's a really amazing combination. Um, and you mentioned in your bio that you um, wrote a book with Deepak Chopra and um, Jack Canfield. Can you share how you came, met them and how that came about and how exciting that must have been? Sure. And, you know, because I'm very yin and yang, I've been in technology most of my career. And so, um, and then I did this healing thing, you know what I mean? So I'm kind of a yin and yang person. And when I was going through my healing process, after I finally got to peace, I had an opportunity and actually we came through the publisher. The publisher was doing a nationwide search for people to be a part of that book. And so there was an interview process and, and then um, I was selected to be in it. So I didn't actually get to meet and uh, work with them directly, but I was working with the publisher through that process. It was really powerful for me because I got to share a lot of the tools that I use uh, and tools that I created. I created a number of tools myself. Um, and then uh, also other tools as well. So it was it was kind of a great experience to be a part of that that book. That is a great experience. Is it a certain title? Is there can can we look for that? Yeah, it's it's Stepping Stones to Success. It's available through my website, it- and um, it's uh, it's been really a thing that when I did it, you know, I mean, again, I was building my life and building my brand and figuring out what I wanted to do with my life at that time. And I hired a branding coach. Uh, The branding coach worked me through, okay, you know, all those steps to figure it out. And I decided social media. And back then, everybody was saying, oh, it's it's just a fad. It's going to go away. You know what I mean? I was giving talks on social media and they're going, oh no, it's not, it's not going to be here to stay. And I'm going, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was around when the first, when word processing went to the computer, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Trying to get, um, uh, uh, you know, companies off of word processors into a computer using word processing. <laughs> and you know, and so, I mean, I, I've always been at the forefront of technology and, and you could see what was clearly happening and where we were going to go. And so I decided that I wanted to focus on, you know, what I felt was going to be the future of communication, which it is. And I uh, started, you know, focusing on that and doing talks on that. Um, so that's really how it all came about. I was, I was very involved with setting up my business, working on my brand, figuring out what I wanted to do. And um, that's kind of why, you know, I, and I, you know, my chapter in the book is, let's see, I was just gonna, uh, cause I, I did, my chapter is called social media and self-empowerment tools for success. Ooh. So I kind of combined both because I work with both. It's, a, it's available on your website. Yes. Yeah, kathyperry.com. kathyperry.com. It's K K A T H Y P E R R Y. Right. And so <laughs> this is where I'm going to say when you type Kathy Perry into Google, Google is going to ask you 
oh, don't you really mean Katy Perry? <laughs> and you have to actually say, no, it's Kathy Perry. I have spelled it correctly because, um, you know, back in the day, uh, before when I first launched my brand, Katy Perry wasn't as known as she is today. And we were both on the first page of Google. Wow. <laughs> That didn't happen, you know, stay long because she became so popular and famous that now Google just automatically asks you, oh, you must have misspelled this. Gotcha. <laughs> you added an H. Yeah, what a great person, though, to be, you know, riding along with, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's it, there's I'll say it's a blessing and it's a curse. I bet. I, I've had situations where because. There are people around the world who get a phone number and they think that they, they're they reaching Katy Perry when they're reaching me. And I've been called, um, you know, in the middle of the night by drunk men in some foreign country telling me, I love you, Katy Perry. <laughs> and I'm like, please stop calling me. Oh, my God. Goodness, that is a great reason to turn your phone off at night if there ever <laughs> <Yeah>. was one. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if you could use that in your social media platforms <laughs> for your benefit somehow. Play the recording. <laughs> uh, it, oh, that's great. You know, it's kind of crazy. I, I feel for them, you know, when you are at that celebrity status, uh, there there are some pitfalls with it, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Kathy, um, you know, we ask, um, we ask this question to many of our guests. I'm just curious, looking back on yourself 15 years ago at that awful event when your husband was choking on your dinner, if you could extract yourself from that moment and be that angel watching on, what would you tell you at that moment? Wow. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm, I'm to illustrate this, I'm going to share a, a different story of what happened many months after that. I also went to a, a weekend retreat called radical forgiveness. Okay. Because I really was working on healing me mm -hmm. and, um, I, I ended up you know, you're, you're, I was in Atlanta and I was at this conference and, you know, our healing retreat and we're doing all these exercises that I've done, you know, before. And I'm thinking, oh, it's not making a difference. I don't know why I'm here. You know what I mean? I, I had that attitude, but I, I did all the exercises. I did everything. And then at the end of the retreat, at the end of the weekend, we did the ceremony and we had written down things and we threw them into a fire. You know, it was a ceremony of that releasing. And literally, I was raised up above my body and I saw my entire life and every decision that was made, everything that happened to me and how perfect it was. Wow. And so I had that beautiful experience of what I would say is angelic guidance to show me that it was all perfect and that I, you know, it wasn't, I caused something to happen or I did this wrong. It was perfect. Everything that happened, including my husband's passing. Wow. It was, it was a part of our journey together. 
And, and, and it really did help me go forward because, you know, then, because when you're going through all of that pain, you go through every emotion, all the guilt, all the anger, all the, you know, it must've been something I did. It was, what did I do to cause this situation? You blame yourself, you blame them, you blame everything, you blame life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so all of those all of those emotions you have to heal. And so I was working on that. But the the thing to see my whole life and everything that happened was perfect. Wow. There wasn't anyone to blame and there wasn't anything wrong with anything that really helped me. So I would say that is kind of that angelic view. And if we can look at our lives from that perspective, it helps us get through it. Yeah, that's great. Beautiful. Wow. What a great healing moment that is to just get confirmation like this. This is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And it was his journey. You know what I mean? He, yeah. He, you know, and there's a whole book about his journey, <laughs> I, which I started and I didn't finish because I couldn't, but it was, it, I had titled it three months to heaven. And um, is what I was going to write. And I, I started it, but I just couldn't, couldn't complete it. It was his journey as well of his transformation before he passed. And, um, you know, so there are lots of miracles, lots of stories about that as well. And, you know, we, we all have heard, at least I know it's people around me have said and we've heard you know, you're right where you're supposed to be, or, you know, you're, you're, and you know it, but sometimes it's like, oh, I know I'm right where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> One of those, it's frustrating. Things happen for a reason, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. What reason is this happening? I know. Trust me. I know it. And, and even my, I, I hear it from my kids a lot, you know, they'll go, yeah, but why, why is this happening to me? And I don't like this. And, you know, how could this be good? Yeah, right. <laughs> Obviously you're supposed to learn something from this experience. <laughs> right. And we don't always know the why we're not always privy to that information, which is frustrating as hell. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Just tell me why, and maybe I can make sense of it. <laughs> yep. But if we wanted to learn more about you, Kathy Perry, that's K-A-T-H-Y-P-E-R-R-Y, not Katie Perry, Kathy Perry. We can go to your website and there's lots of free downloads and giveaways there um, that you share so people can get some more healing energy techniques there and, and your book is for free on your website well, as well. And you've been so generous to give your phone number out yes. if people wanted to call you. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very visible online. That's awesome. <laughs> I would think so as a social media expert. (laughs) (laughs) So your telephone number is 813-789-9580. And your email address is kathy at kathyperry.com. It has been so great to learn from you. And thank you so much for being brave about your story and your, your trauma that you lived and how you've turned it into such good healing techniques for you and the people you come across. Thank you. It's been an honor being on your show. Thank you again, Kathy. This was great. We hope this podcast has inspired and empowered you to overcome what might be holding you back from living your best life. 
If you love this podcast, please share it with a woman you know who needs a little empowerment. Now go out in the world and be bold, be brave, be you. Perfectly imperfect you. With love, Kara and Patty. But I wonder what would happen if you say what you want to say. Well, I'll say it while we're recording. I'll keep it to myself for now. Mixed and edited by Desmond McNeese for We Mixed It, LLC. Go to whatsoundsawesome.com.